God's Word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. This is Will Rice, and First Light is a brief Bible challenge encouraging you to read God's Word, to think about God's Word, and to live it in real life. I have to be honest, King Saul confuses me. Uh, he is ambiguous to me, and I am ambivalent towards him. That is to say, sometimes I don't know what I'm looking at when I'm reading his story. And because that is true, you know, there's kind of a love-hate relationship. I think, generally speaking, Saul is not a character we want to emulate at all. And Jonathan, his son, on the other hand, is someone I've always loved, someone I've always admired. And I think there's a real contrast in the kind of leadership exhibited by both men uh, in 1 Samuel chapter 14. Saul was a man who had an army and was quick to make oaths and was very self-conscious. Uh, not self-aware, but self-absorbed, perhaps, and very self-conscious. Uh, Jonathan, on the other hand, was a man of action and invitation. He just took action based on what he knew must be done, and he invited others to come with him, and he, he was a leader, but a very different leader than his dad. His dad had a position, Jonathan had action, and those two things come into contrast in 1 Samuel 14, where the Bible says in verse 1, Now it came to pass upon a day that Jonathan the son of Saul said unto the young man, that bear his armor. Come, and let us go over to the Philistines' garrison that is on the other side. But he told not his father. Uh, now, Jonathan had smote the garrison of the Philistines, and Saul had blown the trumpet in the previous chapter. So it seems that this is a pattern where Jonathan takes action and Saul takes credit. Uh, it is of, of note that he did not tell his father. Now, I'm a little ambivalent about that. I think it's interesting that later when he violated one of the commands of his dad, the Bible says, but Jonathan heard not when his father charged the people with an oath. So there seems to be less than fantastic communication between king and lieutenant, between father and son. Be that as it may, Jonathan took action. Verse 2 says, and Saul tarried in the uttermost part of Gibeah under a pomegranate tree, which is in Migron. And the people that were with him were about 600 men. Uh, you know, yesterday I, I was thinking to myself, Saul was impatient when he should have waited. And that, of course, is true here. I, I got the impression Saul is passive when he should have been acting. And perhaps Saul just can't win with me for losing. But I think sometimes when we are impatient, uh, on the one hand, we can be passive on the other. It, it's kind of a weird thing. Saul was both the man who was impatient when he felt insecure of what would happen next, and he was passive, perhaps for the same reasons at other times. Well, the bottom line was that God gave a wonderful victory. Jonathan and his armor bearer, thoroughly out, outnumbered, uh, made an attack against the Philistines. And by the way, they did it in a narrow passage where perhaps they could handle fewer Philistines at a time. Be that as it may, I think it was a good tactic. I also think that this is obviously supernatural. God gave the victory. In fact, in 1 Samuel 14, 6, Jonathan says to the young man that bears armor, come and let us go over against the garrison of the uh, these uncircumcised. <clears throat> it may be that the Lord will work for us, for there's no restraint to the Lord to save by many or by few. So here's the bottom line. When the battle was over, uh, the people that were in Saul's army said, look, uh, when it comes to Jonathan, 
He has wrought with God. Literally, he has worked with God. Jonathan was a man who was viewed as working with God. And I think we learn from this that we lead best when we're working with God. Not simply going off on our own, but when we are working with God. Um, You might call this quiet leadership. By quiet leadership, I do not mean pulling the strings behind the curtain. I do not mean manipulating others when you have no right to do so. But I am talking about uh, simply being quiet and taking action and inviting others to join you. And that's pretty much what Jonathan did. Um, three, Three words that came to my mind this morning as I read about this man who worked with God and led those who took on the Philistines. Number one is the word duty. In verse 6, he says, Come and let us go over against the garrison of these uncircumcised. Now, we might call this initiative. Uh, I think initiative is part of leadership, but I think um, maybe just as important, perhaps more importantly, is that Jonathan was not merely taking initiative. He was responding to a sense of obligation, a sense of responsibility, a sense of right and wrong. In verse 6, he says, um, Come, let us go. He's taking initiative. Let's go against these uncircumcised. Uh, verses 10 and 12, he says the same thing. Um, come, let, let, let's go. Come up after me, he says. I'm going, you join me. That's leadership. It's quiet. It's not taking an oath. It's not taking an army. It's just taking action based on the duty that is incumbent upon one. So duty comes to mind. Faith is obviously, I think, a second word that comes to mind. In verse 6, he says, uh, come and let us go uh, Go up, basically. It may be that the Lord will work for us, for there is no restraint uh, to the Lord to save by many or by few. I love that. He says, it may be that the Lord will work for us. It reminds me of what we call the three Hebrew children, where they say, the Lord will deliver us, but if not, we're still going to do the right thing. So Jonathan was a man of faith. Two or three times he says, look, Come with me. The Lord has delivered them into the hand of Israel. So uh, faith is, I think, a mark of those who lead with God. And the third is just the word providence. God's providing. God's providence. In verse 15, the the Lord sent an earthquake. Now, Jonathan and uh, his armor bearer, to be sure, were courageous men. And they were men of action. And they were men that I, I think there's some strategy here. They they battled the Philistines in the narrows. You You have a pretty detailed... A description of the topography here. I think that was not by accident. In fact, uh, I I heard recently that uh, a, a general in the first war read this the night before a, a, a battle where he basically copied some of this strategy. Be that as it may, God sent an earthquake. Uh, the Bible says that the people quaked in fear and then the earth quaked because of God. Uh, in verse 20, you read about a sort of jujitsu. You know, jujitsu is where you're not intimidated by your opponent's strength or muscle mass or weight. In fact, you use it against himself. You know what they say, the, the bigger they are, the harder they fall. And God employed jujitsu here. The Bible says of the Philistines, every man's sword was against his fellow. So there was confusion. Jonathan and his armor bearer took action. They, they acted on their duty. They had faith in God. And then God provided. He sent an earthquake. He wrought confusion. He worked confusion among the Philistines. And then... The, the numbers grew. Verses 21 and 22 tell us that uh, the Hebrews that were with the Philistines, they thought, hey, uh, the, the, the Israelites are weak. We're going to join the Philistines. And by the way, that's always the way it is. When 
all it takes for evil to triumph, as we've all heard, is for good men, good people to do nothing. And our problem today is not the evilness of evil people. That's a problem, but it is the coward, cowardice and silence of those who know and should be doing right. So these people that had fled Israel fled back to them. Uh, likewise, the Bible says the men of, uh, of Israel, which had hid themselves in Mount Ephraim, they joined in the fray. So the bottom line was, verse 23, so the Lord saved Israel that day. God did it. But in verse 25, 45, the Bible says, Jonathan worked with God. You know what we need today? We need people who will lead wherever they are, in their home, in their work, in their church, by serving, and serve by, by responding to their duty, by acting in faith, and by anticipating the providence, the providence of God. With Jonathan, this was not a position. This was not an ambition. This was working with God. And today, I want to do the same thing.